You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey, coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with practitioner Dr. Harry Schick. Dr. Schick is the founder of High Point Health Center and has been in practice in central New Jersey for over 35 years. He is known for his innovative approach to health and being on the cutting edge of the latest research. He appears on television and radio frequently and has written two books, What Else Can I Do? and Life-Changing Care. Dr. Schick is widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the U.S. and is also a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, ADHD. Hello, Dr. Schick. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining me. So what is ADHD and what is happening in the brain of someone with ADHD? Okay, well, ADHD has to do with a, uh, a person, child or adult, who has a focusing issue and a lack of attention span. So in this situation, a person is unable to stay focused on what they're looking at or doing and is unable to process information in the proper way. For example, somebody could be looking at a book and a person could then walk across the room in front of them and the person will forget all about the book and suddenly will pick their head up and watch the person and forget they were even looking at the book. This can happen for long terms or it can happen for short term. And what's happening in the brain with a person who's doing that is that their focusing ability, which often can be measured via brain waves, are imbalanced. So a person will have brain waves that are firing too high in certain areas of the brain and too low in other areas of the brain. And what role does food and nutrition play in ADHD? Well, with ADHD, the other thing that we look at besides how brain waves are firing is whether or not there is inflammation. And inflammation in the brain makes it virtually impossible for a person to function well. And ADHD is one of the many outcomes that can happen. So with food or other kinds of toxicity that comes from food-like issues or other types of chemicals, you can almost imagine it as if there is a brain on fire and an inability for brain synapses or brain connections to fire properly. And many people find that medication is a successful treatment for kids with ADHD. How do these medications work? Well, that is a great question, and I'm going to explain that to you. One of the, one of the paradoxes or uh, things that are difficult for people to understand is the following. I have a child with ADHD. My doctor wants to put them on a stimulant, and it somehow seems to help them. So the question is, why does giving a already hyperactive or overly active brain a stimulant make them feel better? And it's a very interesting answer. The reason this happens is because people with ADHD actually have very slow-moving brains. And what the body then does, which is very smart, although it has a severe consequence, is that in order to wake up this slow-moving brain, the body and uh, the person unconsciously 
makes themselves overly active. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. You're driving home late at night, and you're falling asleep while you're driving. So what do you do? You don't uh, just sit there, turn up the heat. You do the opposite. You put the windshield wipers on. Maybe you put the window down. You turn the radio on. You start tapping the the uh, the steering wheel. You you joust yourself around in your chair. So if a person in a car next to you looked at you, they would think, wow, that person looks hyperactive. Look at their jump. They can't sit still while they're driving. But the reason that person isn't sitting still is because they're trying to wake themselves up. And it's the same thing in the brain. When the brain is firing too slowly, a person tries to do all these things to wake themselves up. And that's how the medication can help, by waking the brain up artificially so the person doesn't have to do that. The big problem with medication is that once you stop giving the medication, the brain goes back to sleep. There's no cure in that way. It's just a temporary relief like a Band-Aid. And have you found natural ways to help ADHD patients without medication? Yes, we have a two-fold approach that really works phenomenally well. Uh, Number one is, in terms of one of your early questions, is that we look at where the inflammation would be in the brain. And we do testing, uh, whether it's uh, blood testing, saliva testing, uh, provocative testing, whatever, to find out what is irritating the person or what is creating that type of inflammation. Because we know that you can't rebuild a house while it's on fire. So if we want to rebuild the brain, we have to get the fire out. And those things have to be either modified or eliminated. The second thing is that we now need to look at the brain itself. So I'm going to give you one example. There are four basic uh, uh, brain waves that we look at. They're called alpha, delta, theta, and beta. The different names only relate to how fast these brains, the brain waves are firing. So a brain wave is where one part of the brain communicates with another. So let's say, for example, that a person has beta firing at between a 9 or a 10 in an area where it should be a 2 or a 3. There's no way for this person to concentrate and to focus on what they're doing with a beta wave firing so fast. And now remember, again, the beta wave is firing that fast, partially because it's trying to wake the brain up. And in order to help this person, we have to take the beta wave from a, uh, an 8 or a 9 down to a 2 or a 3. So how do we do that? The truth is, we don't do it. We train the person to lower their own excessive brain wave, and it's done in the following way. We put a sensor on the part of the brain where the brain wave is firing too high, and we hook the sensor to a computer, to a TV screen. So now the person is watching a movie of their choice. And while they're watching that movie, whenever the brain fires up to a 9, the picture fades from the screen. And then when the brain wave goes down to an 8, it comes back on. Remember, the brain is firing between an 8 and a 9. Once it stays focused mostly on an 8, and it will go mostly to an 8 because the person wants to watch the movie, And this is all happening unconsciously. All they're doing is watching the movie. The brain itself is making these changes. Once the brain wave is down to an 8 for a certain amount of time, we set the computer to a 7-8. So now an 8 will make the picture disappear, but a 7 will bring it on. And slowly but surely, we walk the person down until they get down to a normal area of a 2 or a 3. And this takes place over a period of visits. It's called neurofeedback. And between this and lowering inflammation, the results are phenomenal. Wow, that's very interesting. So how can people learn more about uh, the Laurel Method that you also use in your office? Well, the Laurel Method is made up of the two things that I just mentioned. Plus, we do specific brain-body exercises to help 
reinforce areas such as coordination and balance, which in ADHD always pays a price. Although a person may say, oh, my kid is great at soccer, they don't have balance problems, but we find areas where balance is weakened. And the fourth component is we, we train them in how to do silent reading because uh, people with ADHD do not read properly every time we see this problem. Even if they say they're great readers, we work with their reading so that we have their eye muscles and their eye focusing be improved. So we do this fourfold pro, uh, program at our office called the Laurel Method. I named it after a, uh, a day camp that I worked at as a teenager where I worked with children who in those days were called learning disabled. And it's just a, it's a phenomenal approach which we just uh, have such great results with. Well, thank you, Dr. Schick. We know you're extremely busy, so I just want to thank you for your time and your help today. Thank you very much for having me. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with the doctor, please visit www.highpointhealth.com or call 732-249-9800 to schedule an appointment. On behalf of our team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.